Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Move in this place. Move in this place. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Amen. What a beautiful move of the Holy Ghost is here right now. Amen. What a beautiful move of the Holy Ghost is here right now. Hallelujah. Amen. What a service this is and is going to be. Last night in Lake Placid, a powerful, powerful move of the Holy Ghost. And Brother Spell preached the word of God as he is going to do tonight. Amen. From Baton Rouge, Louisiana, he is here to preach the word of the Lord to us. Amen. How many want the Lord to speak to your heart right now? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Brother Spell, come and minister uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. God bless you and be seated in Jesus' name. Well, how many of you ready to have good church tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, Lord, well, Job was a righteous man. The devil couldn't doubt it. Surely loved the Savior. There was no doubt about it. Well, Satan touched his body from his feet to his head. He told him all his cattle and his children were dead. Job's wife said, why don't you curse your God and die? But Job said, oh woman, you speak like a foolish child Cause he ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good Nothing but good, he ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good nothing but good well i gave my heart to jesus and i started out toward heaven cast my lot with the chosen few and now i'm forgiven soon i was forsaken my friend left one by one listen good lord walked right along beside me and he never left me alone he fed me when i was hungry Told me when I was sick, I said he has been the dearest friend this poor boy's ever had. Cause he ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good, nothing but good. He ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good, nothing but good. Well, history talks about a polycarp, a martyr for the gospel's sake. Built the fire all around him and they tied him to a stake. The fire would not consume him, so they pierced him with a sword. Blood ran down, put out the fire, but still he praised the Lord. All these years I've served him, he's never done me wrong. So I won't repent and I won't recant, just tell me why I should. Cause he ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good, nothing but good. He ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good, nothing but good. Oh, if you feel that way tonight, tell him you love him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. The Holy Ghost is in this house tonight. And God is able, everybody say, God is able 
to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now I like that portion of scripture because the Bible tells me I can't ask it and I can't think it and God can break that record and go above all human reasoning tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, I thank God for uh, his many rich and bountiful blessings that we feel in this house tonight. And I trust is my prayer that you will be richly blessed by having been in the house of God this evening. Good to be in Bell Glade, Florida with uh, Senior Pastor Brother Feld. And it's been a pleasure of mine to make his acquaintance and have been truly uh, lifted up and inspired by having known him these past few days. The Bible said that iron sharpeneth iron. So uh, you're not going to be any sharper or any duller than the company that you keep in your lifetime. And I love the presence of God, but you know I love to be in the presence of good people also. And my good friend Brother Harper now, having made their acquaintance just this week, these are truly good people, and I trust that God will use them mightily in these last days to build his kingdom truly left an indelible mark upon my life uh, the past a few months the closer that we have become to the urshan family you know the, there's certain things that we live for it ought to be number one the house of god this is the thing that matters the most tonight everything else is wood hay and stubble it's all going to waste away but this right here is the only thing that's going to last. And then it ought to be our desire to build our lives around good people. And our Brother Urshan, I believe, shares the same sentiments that I do in discussing scriptures, expounding the Word of God to one another throughout uh, the hours in the day, going down the road and eating and what have you. Uh, we have truly been blessed these past few days and I'm just looking forward to what God has for us tonight and Sunday also amen you know I like what I feel in this house tonight Holy Ghost Church praise the Lord in the book of Matthew chapter number 5 book of Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 6 for your consideration this evening amen thank you uh, for all this good music tonight Amen. Certainly anointed music. And it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. You can walk into a church service where there is no anointing and there will be no liberty in that house. Because it is the anointing that breaks the yoke and that will break up the fallow ground. Nothing else can do it but the Holy Ghost anointing. Thank God for anointed singing and worship tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 6. This is known as the Sermon on the Mount, commonly called the Beatitudes. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. One more portion of Scripture in the book of Luke, chapter number 1 and verse number 53. The Bible said, He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. Jesus fills the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. I wonder how many of you are hungry for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost tonight. Now, I like what I felt last night, uh, Brother Urshan, uh, Brother Lewis, Brother Hopper, Brother Fell. Can I tell you something? I love what I felt last night. You, you need to anchor your life in that kind of experience. But the Bible said that we ought to go from faith to faith. From victory to victory. It's not the will of God for you to, to crash and burn after a great move of God in your life. But the best thing you could do is come back into this house tonight and ask the Holy Ghost of God to set you on fire again. And don't you ever get cold again in the Holy Ghost. 
How many of you is hungry for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost tonight? Hallelujah. So I want to talk to us tonight, for, and I'll give this message a title. If you're hungry enough, God will feed you. If you're hungry enough, God will feed you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Now, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are they, my text reads, which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. There's nothing wrong with the promises of God. In fact, the Bible said, for all the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen. It's never no with the promises. It's always yea and always amen. But I feel sometimes, and it is a great fear of mine, that the problem not being with the Word of God is a misinterpretation of Holy Writ and our perception of what a portion of Scripture says and what the Bible really wants it to mean to our everyday living. The problem with this promise is the way hunger is perceived. Jesus expressed the image of a person who was famished, a person who was starving to death, a person who was craving, a person that was empty, malnourished, underfed, insatiable, gluttonous, eager. That's what hungry means. The problem with this promise... Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen tonight is not the promise itself that Jesus said happy are they and blessed are they which do hunger and I give you this commandment that they shall be filled but the promise I fear this evening is our perception of what hunger is and I tell you tonight that uh, God is not interested in you having an appetite for the things of God there is a difference in an appetite and having a craving all the men who ever had a wife that was expecting a baby ought to say amen to that there is a difference in a woman that is in the family way who has an appetite for something and who has a craving for something I know that uh, when my wife was expecting uh, my first daughter uh, it was a craving of hers that she had to have a cucumber and a, a salt shaker with her every time we got on the road or you better believe she was going to get motion sick in that vehicle now that wasn't an appetite brother urshan for a cucumber with a salt shaker but a woman in the family way has a craving for the things that she wants and has to have Many a time I can remember getting up late in the night and going to the grocery store and giving her the things that she was craving. There's a difference in appetite and craving. Well, some of you still aren't on board. Let me put it to you like this. If you've got an appetite for a steak, McDonald's Big Mac just is not going to do the trick. If you've got uh, a craving... For good food, a 99-cent heart attack at Taco Bell just ain't going to do the trick. Amen. But if you've got an appetite for something, something uh, can be suppressed by something of equal or lesser value. That's what an appetite is. But a craving, nothing else can feed your hunger but the things that you are craving. And when Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. He wasn't talking about somebody with an appetite for the things of God, but Jesus expressed the image of somebody that was so hungry that they would stop at nothing less until they got what they wanted wanted from God I'm thankful for hungry people here tonight 
Oh, I didn't come to get my thimble full uh, and I didn't come just to feel good uh, and do my dance and hear a few good songs uh, and go home. Uh, but I came uh, for an outpouring uh, of the Holy Ghost of God. Uh, I came for a new revelation. Uh, I came uh, for a transformation. Uh, I came uh, for the inundation uh, of the Holy Ghost of God in my life. Oh, I don't want an appetite for good church. Uh, I want to crave good church. Uh, I want to crave people uh, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I crave for somebody's uh, tongue to be loosed uh, and set on fire from heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible said he hath filled the hungry with good things. Now look at this word filled. Whenever we find the birthday of the church, the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ the Bible said when they all were in one mind they were all in one accord the Bible said suddenly the Holy Ghost came from heaven as of the sound as of a rushing mighty wind and the Bible said that it filled all of the house where they were sitting it filled it from the front all the way to the back from the side to the other side and the same thing happens in your body tonight. Uh, the Bible uh, said that you're going to be filled uh, with the baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost of God. Uh, it's not just a head knowledge. Uh, it's not just a heart thing. Uh, but the Bible said filled uh, from the top of their head uh, to the soles of their feet. He fills the hungry with good things. But the rich he hath sent empty away. Not necessarily speaking of monetary things not necessarily speaking of of, of, of so much money in the bank or a savings account and, and, and homes and lands no it's not what Jesus is talking to although it could mean that also but he's talking about an attitude that goes along with that, uh, that rich and increased with goods and Jesus said the prevailing spirit of the end time will be that of Laodicea which was a spirit of apathy and the laity rule you see this kind of preaching and singing that we're doing here tonight doesn't work in a Laodicean church because they don't need anything they're not hungry for anything seems like they sit back on the seat of complacency and they're satisfied with just going through the motions and surface religiosity but thank God when you walk through those doors of Apostolic Tabernacle in Belle Glade, Florida. You're not just going through the motions, but you want God to fill you with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. But the rich, he hath sent empty away. It's why, it's why I see people who say they want the Holy Ghost, and I see people struggle for the Holy Ghost service after service after service. There's nothing wrong with the promise of God. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing wrong with the word of God except a man be born again of water and of spirit. He cannot enter into the word of God. There's nothing wrong with Jesus' promises. There's nothing wrong because he said it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come unto repentance. And God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But the problem is, is when you come and you lead an unrepentant life. And I know when you get the Holy Ghost because you've really repented and you got rid of everything in your heart against your brother uh, everything that you needed to repent of uh, has been repented of uh, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost he's not going to force himself on anybody uh, he's a gentleman uh, and he's going to come when you want him uh, and he'll leave when you're through with him uh, thank God somebody got hungry for the Holy Ghost uh, and God filled you with the Holy Ghost praise God people who get through with God have been people that have pressed their way through to the kingdom. They have been violators, broke in and broke out in the Holy Ghost. The Bible said from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, Matthew 11 and 12, and the violent take it by force. Uh, Luke's, uh, or, uh, Luke's uh, chapter number 16 uh, said that 
from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. Can I tell you this evening that it's not the will of God that you stop short of the blessings that he has for you in this house tonight. But I would to God that you would press through every spirit of fear and press through every spirit of doubt and every spirit of condemnation that sweeps over your life every time you remember the things that you did in yesteryear. Guilt can keep you focused on the past. Anxiety keeps you focused on the future, robbing you of the one thing that you have, and that is the right now. All you've got is right now. Why don't you live for God while you have a chance? Why don't you get hungry for the Holy Ghost and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost? Why don't you get hungry for a renewing in the Holy Ghost and let God renew you tonight? Praise the Lord. Well, I know... I can tell you, I can tell you when my children have been eating junk food all day. Because when it comes time to eat and they sit down at the table and you got some good old fried pork chops on the table and some uh, fried okra and some mashed potatoes and gravy and some cornbread. Lord have mercy. I feel my preach coming on now. Mmm. And all that good cooking's there in front of them babies. And it seems like they pick around at the green beans and the mashed potatoes and play with the fork, you know, and, and drink a whole lot of iced tea. They've been eating too much junk food all day is what the problem is. They've been snacking on potato chips and popcorn and here and there, and they don't have a desire to eat good things. I see people, brethren, come into the house of God. And a man delivers something from his heart. And he preaches to them the word of God that he got flat of his face, sweating and praying and crying in the Holy Ghost. And it seems as if they sit out there and, and they're, they're not moved and, and they're not stirred by the Word of God. The problem is that too much junk has been coming into your mind. You've been watching the wrong things and you've been listening to the wrong kind of things and you've been rubbing shoulders with too many of the wrong kind of people. That's why the Bible said that you need to come on in here and don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It matters what kind of people you rub shoulders with it matters uh, what kind of people you let your children run with uh, it matters what kind of uh, voices you let your children lend their ear to hallelujah it really matters it really does oh yes that's why Jesus said this if any man will come after me let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow after me you're going to have to learn about self-denial when you come to the kingdom of God. Deny yourself some things. Take up your cross and follow after me, Jesus said. So this problem with appetite and cravings, I want you to know tonight that if you're hungry enough God will feed you. Some of us are, are disturbed tonight and we're struggling with holiness and separation from the world issues and it seems as if we just don't have a revelation of what it is the man of God is trying to preach to us week in and week out and, and an impartation of anointing and information into our minds and it, it just seems as if it is a brick wall coming against us but when you get hungry enough I want you to know uh, that God is going to give you uh, the revelations that you need that it's going to take to make it from here to the other side and walking on streets of gold. You got to get hungry for things. God's not going to just drop it down in your lap, but you got to say, God, I want a revelation of why it is. Preacher's telling me to do what I need to do. I want a revelation why it is. He tells me, don't go here and don't go there. If you're hungry enough, God will feed you. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. Now, there were seven feasts observed annually. Seven, a feast was simply a religious festival. A feast had twofold meaning. Number one, it was memorial. It looked back at what God had done. Number two, it was prophetic. It looked ahead to what God was going to do. The feasts of Jehovah were simply seven religious festivals that God gave to the nation of Israel. The Passover feast began with the nation of Israel when they were emancipated out of a land of Egypt. 
And God gave commandment unto Moses to kill the lamb and take the blood and put up on the doorpost of the house and over the lintel of the house. And whithersoever the blood was placed, the death angel passed over that house and killed the firstborn in every house where the blood was not applied. Let me tell you that the only way you're going to come out of Egypt and make your way into this promised land and the spiritual Canaan one day is if the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to your life. Where is the blood applied? In a watery grave in the name of Jesus. Where is the blood applied? Through repentance of your sins at an all. Where is the blood applied? When you talk in tongues as a spirit gives you the utterance. They passed over. It was the Passover feast. It was memorial of their emancipation out of the land of Egypt. Then there was the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of the first fruits, the feast at Pentecost, the feast of trumpets, the feast of atonement, and then the feast of the tabernacles, that seventh and great feast that Jesus said in John chapter 7 and verse number 37 he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living he said it in the last day that great day of the feast when all of Israel was gathered there he said is anybody thirsty if you're thirsty let him come unto me and drink let me ask you tonight is anybody hungry if you're hungry enough God to feed you. Is anybody thirsty? If you're thirsty enough, uh, I've got what it takes uh, to quench your thirst, uh, and it's a red hot apostolic church service. Uh, it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter number 5. Uh, or Matthew chapter number 15 and verse number 21. Now, here we find Jesus and this woman whose daughter is vexed with the devil the Bible said that as this uh, this Syrophoenician she was Syrian and Phoenician she was a half breed she was cast out from everybody around her the Bible said that as she came to Jesus knowing that he was the one that could heal all diseases and set her daughter free of demonic oppression in her baby girl's life. The Bible said that she came to Jesus and cried out, Master, I need you to heal my little girl. And the disciples said whenever she began to cry out, you need to keep your voice down. Master, do you want us to send her away? And, and, and Jesus looked at her and said, it is not meat to cast the children's bread unto the dogs. Now, I'm pretty tough, and I've been in some pretty tough church services. We call them shooting matches in South Louisiana. Whenever, uh, if they don't see the back of a few heads when somebody's preaching, they ain't preached good enough. You know what I mean? I've been in some of them services. They try to see how hard they can get. And, and, and let me tell you tonight, being offended is a choice that you make. You can choose to be offended, or you can choose not to be offended. Why the Bible said, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. But the thing is, if you get offended, chances are you were very carnal at that moment in your life. Thank God there ain't nothing too hard that the man of God's going to say that's going to cause me to backslide and drag my family out of church and go down to Brand X somewhere up the road where they don't preach anything and they don't believe anything. No, I'm going to be right here, preacher. Whatever you want to preach, preach. Whatever you want to say, say it. It ain't too hard. No, sir. Just don't back up one bit, but preach to me. This is what thus saith the word of the Lord. So a lot of a lot of folks in Pentecost today, I can tell you, a lot of folks in Pentecost, they'd have left off whenever Jesus called them a dog. And, and I don't mind so much being called a dog as long as they put an adjective on there and call me a big dog. You know what I mean? A hey, hey, big dog. What's up? I don't mind being called a big, but don't call me a dog. So a lot of you would have walked out too. Don't laugh at me. You'd have walked out too whenever Jesus said it ain't meat to cast the children's bread to dogs. Hallelujah. But this woman was hungry. She said, my daughter is vexed of the devil. 
She's got problems. She's going to die of this demonic oppression. And I can't take it anymore. And the Bible said that she cried out, yes, of a truth, Master. But even the dogs desire the crumbs that fall down from the Master's table. And Jesus said, oh, woman, I haven't seen so great faith in all of Israel. I tell you what, you're hungry for a miracle? I'm going to give you a miracle. Whatever you want from this very hour, it's yours. I want you to know that God is going to bring you to a point but he didn't bring you to it if he wouldn't bring you through it and some things are going to happen to make manifest who is real among us hallelujah if you're hungry enough God will feed you hey man I got handkerchiefs coming from everywhere hallelujah I believe we're going to have a three hanky service tonight I had one in this pocket and one in that pocket and then somebody gave me one that I let them borrow last night. Amen. And that one was anointed. I'm going to tell you what. It had anointed Holy Ghost tears and sweat all over it. Thank God for that. It must be what's all over me tonight. Hallelujah. Brother Urshan said, Brother Spell, you need a few moments to get your thoughts together in the office. I said, let me tell you something. I'm ready to just set on fire. Somebody just needs to strike the match tonight and let the Holy Ghost of God. I come to tell somebody in Belgrade that God will give you revival when you get hungry for revival. God will give you miracles when you get hungry for miracles. God will give you souls when you get hungry for souls. If you're hungry enough, God will feed you. Oh Lord. oh, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. This hour, this hour of easy believism, this hour you may be seated in Jesus' name, when it seems as if people, it seems as if they would rather hear hype than they would truth. They would rather, rather uh, hear and feel the sensationalism of a surface relationship with a make-believe God and, and preacher just tell me uh, some you know some little sermonette for Christianettes so, and don't mention a place that's too impolite to mention and we might not go there if we live just about good enough you know so don't mention hell and don't mention sin but thank God when you come to an apostolic church uh, we still tell you what it takes to be saved uh, you gotta repent of your sins uh, you gotta be buried in the water in the name of Jesus uh, and you gotta be filled with the Holy Ghost of God And the Holy Ghost will lead and guide you into all truth. Well, what about these people that don't know about the Holy Ghost? And I've heard it so many kind of ways. What about these folks who, who was wanting to get baptized and died in a car wreck on the way to the church to get baptized in Jesus' name? Listen, we don't serve that kind of God. The Bible said that no man is without excuse. If they're hungry enough, God will feed them. We put the food out there. Now, when the table's spread, you need to belly up to the table and say, Here I am, God. Feed me. God will feed you according to your appetite. If you just want a little bit, that's all God's going to give you. He'll leave off speaking. The Bible said that he came uh, from Nazareth. And while he was in Nazareth, he could do there no mighty work. This is the carpenter's son in Nazareth. This is Joe's boy in Nazareth. He could do there not many mighty works, not because of who he was, but because of their perception of who he was. The problem is not with my text, blessed are they which do hunger, but the problem is with our perception of blessed are they which do hunger. So he goes in a few verses to a city called Capernaum. And the Bible said when he got to Capernaum that they believed that he was the Son of God and they believed that he could do many mighty works. And the Bible said not some, not half, but all of them were set free and all of them were healed and everybody that wanted a miracle received a miracle. Let me tell you, it's for you, it's for your children, it's for all that are afar off. If you're hungry, God's going to feed you. Praise the Lord. Let's worship the Lord together tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, the Lord said, 
Psalm chapter 107. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord and he delivered them out of their distresses. They were wandering in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, but thank God they began to magnify God through hunger and through thirst and God fed and delivered that people they were they were eating their babies in Samaria starving to death it was such a terrible time in the city of Samaria and the Bible said in 2 Kings chapter number 7 and verse number 1. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Amen. Just a few more moments and I promise the Holy Ghost is fixing to do mighty things. You may be seated. Yeah, then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. The man of God gives a promise at a time when it did not look like the promise could be fulfilled. And the next verse said, Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said behold if the Lord would make windows in heaven might this thing be and Elisha said thou shalt see it with thine eyes but shalt not eat thereof how many times have I seen people in the house of God when the word of God is being preached and the promises of God are going forth they sit out there and say, I just don't think that God can do that. I just don't think that God can heal me of this terminal disease. You know, I, I know God's a healer and they preach about it and, and He's a miracle worker and He's done it, but you know, I just don't know if God can do that for me. And they talk their own self out of a blessing just don't know if God can fill her with the Holy Ghost look what she's done look what he has done look how evil and wrong of a life they have lived can I tell you that the grace of God had appeared unto all men tonight and the Bible said that it is no restraint unto the Lord to save by many or by few God can fill anybody with the Holy Ghost I don't care how far you've gone how evil you've been how deep in sin you've lived and walked I want you to know the deliverer is in the house tonight and God can fill you if you get hungry enough when the man of God goes forth uh, with faith, uh, I want to mix my faith with the word of faith. Because the Bible said in Hebrews 4 and 1, let us therefore fear lest the promise being left of us to enter into his rest. Any of us should seem to come short of it. Uh, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Uh, I can preach tonight uh, until I sweat and sloshing in my shoes but if you don't mix your faith with what I'm preaching to you and God told me to tell you when you get hungry enough God's going to feed God is going to heal when you get sick enough God's going to heal when you get hungry enough God's going to feed it's for you and it's for you so here we are and there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate and they said one to another why sit we here until we die if we say we will enter into the city the famine is in the city if we shall die there and if we sit still here we die also now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians if they save us alive we shall live if they kill us we shall but die we got nothing to lose we sit here, we're dead. 
we go into the city we're lepers we're dead if we fall in the host of Assyrians we're dead men with nothing to lose that's where you gotta be when you come to God some of you came broke busted and disgusted couldn't be trusted hung up and hung out hoodooed and voodooed and tried everything and everything else failed and said God I need something that fixes every problem in my life and you found it tonight in the Holy Ghost Ah, don't tell me you don't have what it takes. The Bible is right, and it's in errorance. Praise God. Come on, we're going to rise up in the twilight. We go to the host of the Syrians, and when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against the Hittites to kill us and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. So they arose and fled in the twilights. They left their tents. They left their horses, their asses, even the camp as it was, and they fled for their life. The only four men that had not heard the promise is the four that acted on the promise and when they made a decision we're going to go out and do something can I tell you that God did what he said he would do if you do what God told you to do God's going to do what he said he would do and the Bible said that God made a great noise to go forth it sounded like armies coming down on the Syrian God would dispatch angels and send Confusion into your enemy's camp when you make a decision that you're going to do right. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And immediately an angel was sent and strengthened him. You want an angel to come and lift up your hands. You want the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You start praying, not my will, but thine be done, God. If you want to feed me, feed me. If you want to break me, break me. Whatever you want to do, God. I want you to know I'm hungry and I want to be fed. I want you to know I'm going to be right here every time the table spread. Every time the bread of life is broken. I want to eat, God. Whatever it is. I want you to know I'm hungry you make a decision tonight that you're going to give up those things that you've been struggling with I want to tell you in the Holy Ghost God's going to dispatch angels and cause confusion in the enemy's camp and God is going to give you grace and mercy in that situation if you're hungry enough God will feed you Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I don't want to be guilty of coming in here and could have left with a miracle and could have left with a blessing or whatever it is that you need tonight, but fall short of it because you just did not press your way through. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, old man. Shut your mouth. You have no right to disturb Jesus. And the disciples told him to hold his peace. But he cried out even the louder. No, you don't understand. I'm blind. I was born blind. I'm going to sit here all the days of my life begging alms. But Bartimaeus said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I just had it up to here with this blindness situation. I haven't been able to see anything my whole life. And he was so hungry that the Bible said he cried out even the louder, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on on me and Jesus attention was struck by this man and said what do you want that I might receive my sight what you need is done in this very hour when you get hungry enough God's gonna feed you ah, 12 long years 12 long years an issue of blood 12 long years 
I've spent everything that I have. Twelve long years from physician to physician. And the Bible said that when she had spent everything, there was nothing left to give. She said, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. And she pressed her way through. She became a violator and violated the crowd and came through and just touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And she was so hungry that Jesus felt the craving in the innermost being of her soul and said, somebody touched me. What are you talking about, Jesus? There's hundreds here. The throng, they're touching you. They're tearing at your clothes. What are you talking about? No, somebody touched me. I felt virtue flow from my body. I want you to know that heaven and earth is standing at attention right now. And you get the attention of heaven when you begin to get hungry for good things. No, he sends the rich empty away because they're fat and fed and they have need of nothing but if you get hungry enough tonight God's getting ready to cut you up some food and feed you and then the Bible said it's gonna be like a well of water springing up into everlasting life oh God feed us tonight oh God heal somebody tonight fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight give somebody a touch in their life tonight God in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved in the name of Jesus Christ I pray that a hunger from the innermost being of your soul cries out God I want you to feed me God I'm hungry feed me Jesus bread of heaven Feed me till I want no more. Does anybody need a miracle tonight? Uh, You're just a few steps away uh, from God feeding you. When you get sick and tired uh, of that affliction, uh, I want you to know God said that's what I've been waiting on. Uh, I've been waiting on the desperate cry. uh, And God is attracted to a need. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to magnify the name of God tonight. Hallelujah. I know God filled you last night. But God wants to fill you again tonight. I know there was anointing last night, but you need a fresh anointing tonight. Oh God, fill them tonight. If you're hungry enough, God will feed you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Is anybody hungry for the Holy Ghost? Is anybody hungry for revival? Is anybody hungry to see souls added to the kingdom? Oh, Lord, if you're hungry enough, God's getting ready to feed you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Hallelujah. I want to say that you're my king. God inhabits the praises of his people. You start praising God where you are right now. You get hungry enough, God's getting ready to give you a fresh revelation. God gave some of you ladies some promises last night. It's time for a confirmation. And God wants to confirm that word with signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. In the name of Jesus Christ, I've spent all. I've tried everything. I need God to take it from here. If you need a miracle in your body, step out from your pew and come to this altar tonight. I'm telling you the anointing of the Holy Ghost is right here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost of God. In the name of Jesus Christ.
your living water Fill me through and through I'm hungry for you I'm hungry for you Let your word make me brand new I'm thirsty for you suffereth violence and the violent take it by force the violent take it by force take it by force tonight He fills the hungry with good things. He sends the rich empty away. He fills the hungry with good things. You gotta get hungry tonight. God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm hungry to see my lost loved ones saved. I'm hungry to see my backsliding friends saved. 
press your way. Press your way through the crowd of doubt. Press through the crowd of fear. Press through the crowd of unbelief and touch the hem of his garment. 